So fall camp is one day closer to coming to an end for USC. It officially closes on this Saturday. Uh, USC was also back on the news with the transfer portal. And Pac-12 games of interest for USC, out of conference and in conference. That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day, whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcasts. Don't forget we're free, and we do appreciate you coming along for the ride and join the show, hopefully. If not, let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It means a lot. Tell your friends. And again, uh, if you got some feedback, drop me a DM throw me a comment there on YouTube, whatever works for you. You can find me on Twitter right there at Mark Culkin. So I mentioned we're one day, we're one less day to go with fall camp. Um, The team was back at it on practice Wednesday. They were on full pads. The media was blacked out again. Sorry to say. Um, However, I will be back out there tomorrow morning. I'm recording the show Wednesday evening. I'll be back practicing Thursday morning. I'll be there as well as WeRSC.com. So while you're listening to the show, I'm at practice. And uh, after practice on Thursdays, and this will probably be the routine uh, going forward once they start zero week. Um, One day a week, you get offensive coaches Second day of the week uh, that the media gets access to players and coaches, you'll get defensive players and special teams. So Thursday, we'll have access to the defensive coaches and players. Um, and we'll be able to, you know, get some Q&A going with them guys, and then I'll have some information for you on Friday's Locked On USC episode. I mentioned that the team was back at practice. Um, we weren't there, but they were in full pads a day after they showed up in shells. Um, so it's, I, I think it's safe to assume, even though nobody was there to watch it happen, uh, that there was a physical component to practice on Wednesday. I, why else you put on uh, full pads if you're not going to strap it up and hit each other and tackle the ground, kind of do those types of things. Um, two players that I was able to... Uh, spy that they weren't suited up um and these are two you know two positions of of importance so this is why we're highlighting them number one Corey foreman and josh follow tight end being the other um no i was not at practice the media was not allowed to be there however usc football uh their social media uh, they did put out a tweet at the end of their practice showing the team saluting the spirit of Troy. Um, it's the it's USC's official band name. And um, so I was able to kind of spot a couple of the guys who weren't suited up. It's my spy film. Uh, it's my spy breaking down a film, I guess. Um, wish we didn't have to do that, but, you know, this is this is what we do to, to get you information. We go to, to USC football Twitter feeds where they're saluting the bands 
hoping to see which players are suited up and which ones aren't. Thank you, Lincoln Riley. You are definitely in control of this program right now. Um, as far as the Corey Foreman injury is concerned, look, the longer he's away, the further he's going to fall behind. And he still has to get through this acclimation period um, in fall camp and beyond. Uh, you know, USC's first game was in 16 days. And the last time I saw Corey Foreman with a helmet was the first day of fall camp. Today, I believe, was day 11, just to kind of put it, put that timeline into, into context for y'all. Look, I'm rooting for the young man. I think everybody is. Um, his skill and talent level are off the charts, and, you know, he's being missed in the meantime. So it's imperative that he comes back as quickly as he can. Uh, it's it's injury-related. It, the, uh, the staff has been very tight-lipped about it. Um, I have learned that it is not a lower leg extremity. So just take it for what it's worth. Corey is anticipated back soon. It's just a matter of uh, when. Hopefully tomorrow when we're at practice. We'll have some positive info for you. Um, you know, on that tweet as well that USC put out, uh, it, it was kind of, um, it was nice to see. Uh, it's always fun to, to hear the spirit of Troy playing. And so to see some of the uh, more, I guess, real and visceral reactions from a lot of the freshmen and the transfers, uh, that was fun to watch uh, on that video. You can really see that they were enjoying into it. You can't, it's hard to kind of fake that type of enthusiasm. So when I see Rayleigh Brown skipping and, you know, players that got their arms around each other's shoulders, that's real stuff. That's, you know, that's good stuff to watch. That's the brotherhood, the camaraderie that we often refer to. Um, not everything is good news around, well, it's change is neither good or bad. It's all on how you handle it. So Maximus Gibbs entered the, uh, the transfer portal on Wednesday, or at least that's when it became public. Uh, and I've had two separate sources tell me that the University of Arizona is probably going to be where where Big Max lands, <clears throat> and that makes sense. Um, it's he's getting away from home, but it's still close enough, and he knows a bunch of the guys on that roster, uh, so it's going to make that transition. If that's where he ends up, a lot smoother for him. Look, uh, long story short, with Big Max, it was best for him to try and start over somewhere else. Um, people are going to try and suggest that, you know, weight was an issue, but I'm here to tell you, uh, Max was working his ass off to get in better shape. And he was actually, he was doing what was asked of him. It, there was just, sometimes it's better just to move on. And I think that's what's happening at this point. Um, you know, last season he bounced from the O-line to the D-line trying to help the team. And then he moved back to the O-line before spring camp started this year. And, uh, you know, if we're being honest, he was going to have a really hard time uh, playing this year on the offensive line with the guys in front of him. And, I'm, you know, I'm talking about specifically Andrew Voorhees, left guard, Brett Nylon at center, Justin Dietrich at right guard. Those are three seniors, 
three guys who have NFL aspirations, as does Max, but he wasn't going to play in front of these guys. So um, we wish Max good luck, and uh, hopefully uh, he can become everything everybody hopes he can be. Nobody wishes anything ill will or anything bad for Big Max. Uh, yesterday on the on our show, I we talked about the scrimmage a little bit. And one group that we didn't get to talk about was the running backs. And running back coach Keel McDonald, he's about a straight shooter as it comes. And that's why players love to play for him. He was super popular when he was the running backs coach at Utah. And his development of the players under him, uh, that can't be understated enough. Um, and I, I, I say this as watching the players he's developed play very well against USC. So um, this is a firsthand testimonial. Plus the players who have played for him and he's coached will uh, will testify as well. Um, he, but Coach McDonald had, a, you know, he did have a couple of comments when we spoke to him after Tuesday's practice. Um, he had this to say about Darwin Barlow and his group. Uh, specifically on Darwin Barlow, uh, he was highlighting the progress that he's seen from the redshirt junior. Uh, quote, Darwin's had a really good scrimmage and made quite a few good plays, but uh, in terms of just getting acclimated to the play calls and expectations, I think he's made a considerable jump from spring to now, end quote. Um, interesting, you know, if you remember, uh, Trojan fans, when we started talking to Darwin, uh, the, during the spring, um, this is when a lot of the players became very candid and very open about the differences between this coaching staff and the previous coaching staff. Well, Darwin Barlow wasn't the only one who made the comment, but let's just say the running backs weren't that involved in the, uh, in the schemes for, um, on a week-to-week -week basis. I think one time I heard uh, Darwin say that, you know, if the play broke down, the running back was just kind of supposed to just go get open. That was the, that, that's how they were being coached. Go get open. Anyways, moving forward, 2022 is going to be a much better year for Darwin as well as the running backs. I guarantee that. Uh, there's a system in place. Lincoln Riley appreciates the run game. Lincoln Riley is calling the plays. Graham Harrell is no longer at USC. And Graham Harrell won't even be calling plays at West Virginia this year. That just tells you where things were. Um, he also went on to say, uh, you know, Coach McDonald, he, he noted how the carries among his position group um, have been almost almost exactly even so far throughout fall camp for an even he wants to make sure that the playing field is even uh in in the players eyes and so he said that you know quote things have been clear from the beginning the best players are going to play so you've got your shot to show to show us what you can do and we're going to make sure that we slot the guys who bring it end quote so there you go it's going to be interesting to see how the depth chart and the rotation works itself out this year um, Travis Dye, you know, 
he didn't come down from Oregon with his thousand yard rushing season um, to sit on the bench one year before he's ready to go to the NFL. Or, you know, maybe he did, you know, running back by committee, you know, keep the body fresh. Maybe that was his mindset. I doubt it. Travis is a uh, pretty serious dude. He'll tell you if you suck, if you're not pulling your weight. Uh, again, that was one of the more candid quotes that we got from uh, from the running backs so far this year. Austin Jones, he's another upperclassman. He came over from Stanford. I know that when he was recruited, he wanted to be a Trojan. The previous staff kind of slow played him during the recruiting process. And then um, I mentioned Darwin. And then you got Ray Lee Brown, who is the wild card game breaker uh, in the open field. So there you go. That's the running back feedback that we got from from Coach Keel McDonald. We'll see more of what we can see on Thursday. But again, the emphasis is typically going to be on the defense. <clears throat> All right, we're going to sober up, get serious again. Um, drive sober or get pulled over. Look, you're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, they think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby, you can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. Trust me, it's a big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyways? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So also, I want to take a moment here to remind you that the uh, alternate college football previews are coming up on YouTube with the Locked On Network. So I want to, again, thank everyone for making a Locked On USC your first listen every day. The ultimate college football preview is here, a seven-day preview with college experts, local team experts, like myself, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for your ultimate college football preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So on that note, um, earlier in my day, I had a crosstalk episode on Locked On with the host from Locked On Oregon, Spencer McLaughlin, who's also Locked On Pac-12. Um, the Locked On Utah show with JT, and I'm not going to butcher your last name. It starts with a W. I apologize. And that was moderated by our host from Locked On Auburn, Zach uh, Backers Blackersby. And we had a, a few different topics that we talked about. Um Regarding the Pac-12, uh, we talked about who had the best quarterback in the conference between the you know the three top schools, at least from a perception point of view. Um, that's why USC, Utah, and Oregon were on the show, and you know not UCLA or Stanford or Colorado, uh, just just the uh, the big boys. Um, I my order for the quarterbacks. Uh, I, I put it in this order. 
It was Cam Rising. Yes, eyebrows raised. Caleb Williams and then Bo Nix. And the only reason I gave Cam the nod over Caleb, it's strictly for the experience factor. Nothing more. Um, and, you know, he is the, the incumbent. He led the team to the Rose Bowl. I, I think he's earned the right to say he's the number one quarterback in the conference right now. Will he be by the end of the year? No. Everyone agreed that Caleb has the higher ceiling and will be the better of the two quarterbacks. And Bo Nix is just Bo Nix. He is the anticipated starter for Oregon. So we had a little fun uh, at Spencer's expense, um, especially since Bo Nix was a transfer from Auburn. Um, Zach is very, uh, very well versed with the Auburn program and, and how Bo Nix performs on, when the bullets are flying on the field. So we'll see how he performs at Oregon. Should be interesting. Uh, we also talked about circled games on the calendar, and I had five um, on USC's calendar that I that I spoke about. Um, Stanford, we're going to find out if USC is physical this year, and will they punch back after getting, you know, getting punched in the mouth? That's what Stanford does. They punch you in the mouth, and they'll see how long you will go toe to toe with them. Uh, last year, after getting decked, USC didn't get up. And that was at home. So that's the first game that I have circled. Yes, they open the season against Rice. That you know, We'll be looking for other things, but Rice should not be a challenge for USC. Period. End of story. Uh, second game is the third game of the season, and that's Fresno. This is my trap game. Uh, USC should be 2-0. Uh, however, the Bulldogs are what I like to call the proverbial chip-on-the-shoulder team. Uh, pretty much everyone on that roster wanted to be a Trojan or play, you know, for a Power 5 program in the Pac-12. So they always have that extra oomph when they're playing uh, a school like USC or a school in the Pac-12. It's one of those, I told you so, you should have recruited me and I could have done this. Uh, look, last year, Fresno State knocked off UCLA. They returned their quarterback, Jake Hayner. Um, this is the same Fresno team that almost and probably should have won up in Eugene last year. Uh, they literally turned the ball over way too many times. Otherwise, they leave Eugene with a win as well. So this is a this is a scary team. Jeff Tedford is a he's going to have this team coached up again. This Fresno is going to bring a uh, busload of fans down the down the uh, grapevine down the five, so big crowd. And if USC uh, hasn't recovered from their game against Stanford, this one could be scary. Circled uh, third game definitely is going to be Utah. Everyone is hoping that both teams are going to be undefeated heading into this game. Uh, but how much of a bump will the Utes get for winning down in the swamp when they, that's their first game of the year. They open up at Florida against an unranked Gator team. Um, so if they win, you know, how much of a, of a bump are they going to get? And conversely, you know, if they lose, how far are they going to tumble? Again, Florida is unranked. Utah is opening the season as the highest ranked Pac-12 team, number seven in the AP poll. 
Oregon was number 11, and your USC Trojans number 14. Uh, everyone anticipates Oregon dropping precipitously um, after they get their teeth kicked in against Georgia to open the season. Sorry, Dan Lining, welcome to the Pac-12. Your old team has a message for you. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously the final two games on USC's schedule that I have circled are Notre Dame at home in the Coliseum and UCLA at the Rose Bowl. So there you go. Uh, make sure to check out those shows. Um, you can find them on YouTube, on the Locked On Network. I think you're going to enjoy them. I had a lot of fun doing them. So check them out. All right. In this uh, segment, before we get out of here, the Trojans 2021 recruiting class, two years later, um, when that class, when USC, the 2021 class, they finished inside the top 10 nationally. So let's take a peek back at it two years later. Who's gone? How about one third of the 22 high school enrollees plus two more transfers? So here are the high school enrollees who are no longer on the roster two years later. Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg, both are uh, with our good friend Lane Kiffin down there at Old Miss. Jay Toya, defense tackle, who uh, skipped town and went, you know, went to the uh, other side of the tracks for UCLA. Brandon Campbell, running back out of uh, Houston, is back home playing for Houston. He joined Joseph Manjack, uh, who you know had a pretty good run in his freshman season, freshman year at USC, but he just didn't, I guess, didn't have that comfort level. And you know, again, new staff came in. Um, Joseph is back home in Houston. Hopefully, uh, he's enjoying the smell of the beach. That's an inside joke. Uh, Ty Buchanan, offensive lineman. He is at Texas Tech. And we mentioned Maximus Gibbs a moment ago, short time ago. Um, we think he's going to land at Arizona. The two transfers who came in in that class were Jake Smith, wide receiver from Texas, uh, medical retirement, and Ishmael Sopcher, defensive lineman from Alabama, who uh, I have not. I know he's transferred somewhere. I look, he's no longer part of the program. I wish everyone well wherever they go, but um, I wanted to bring these guys up because all these guys, one way or another, either played last year or were anticipated to have an impact on the program, and they're no longer around. But who is still here from the uh, 2021 class of 22 players and seven transfers? So these are just the high school players from that class who are still part of the program. And uh, a lot of these names are starting to make a name for themselves this year. Others we're st still waiting to hear from. Corey Foreman, we've talked about him earlier on the show. Sierra Wright, he is getting some run with the uh, first team defensive backs. He, right now, through fall camp, uh, typically he is matched up with Makai Blackman. Uh, Makai is on one side of the field at cornerback. Sia Wright, the other side. Uh, Rajon Davis, he's finding his role with the defense, oh, excuse me, with the linebackers. Miller Moss, he's battling and competing with Caleb Williams for quarterback. Uh, 
Julian Simon, he is now uh, moved over to the uh, rush end position under Roy Manning. No longer is he playing uh, in the middle linebacker role. I think this is a good spot for him. Kyron Hudson, wide receiver. You, all, you don't hear his name, but I'll tell you what, all he does is practice hard, and he's he's actually having a really good camp. A lot of whispers about his uh, with his name. Maybe we'll start uh, see what we can we'll see what we can spy with him at practice tomorrow. Again, it's really hard to, to watch the offense with Lincoln's practices. He likes to keep the cameras turned away, so that's why when you're watching video or or any of the photos that we take, uh, the ones of the defense are just much more clear, a lot more clarity. Uh, Prophet Brown had a huge interception from, according to Lincoln Riley, at the scrimmage over the weekend. Kalen Bullock, enough said, starting uh, free safety, freshman All-American, yet somehow wasn't able to get on any of the preseason Pac-12 uh, teams. Go figure. Uh, Anthony Beavers, he is uh, making some run um, in the rotation at strong safety. You got Zamarian Gordon, huge, big guy. Again, he's got some safety player, some more experienced guys in front of him. You've got Jalen Smith. Nickelback from Alamany, who, uh, again, one of the younger guys on the roster. But last year, he was, you know, he was seeing the field um, quite a bit. Michael Jackson III, wide receiver out of Las Vegas. He changed numbers this year. He's wearing Juju Smith-Schuster's old number, nine. Mason Murphy, uh, you've been hearing his name a lot. He is part of the two-deep rotation on the offensive line. And right now he is backing up at right tackle. And then defensive tackle uh, Colin Mobley from the uh, Maryland DMV area. So that's who's left from that class. And you, you some of these names you hear about, we talk about during our practice reports, others not so much. But again, it, these are redshirt freshmen or true sophomores. They have plenty of time. And again, you know, you want to get some more information that I can't cover for you here on Locked on USC, always head on over to wersc.com. We've got a bunch of uh, VIP and uh, subscriber information, news and notes that I think you'll really enjoy. And we do have a sign-up special right now, $10 for the year. Go check it out. That's 84 cents a month. But before you're over at wersc.com, I know you're making Locked on USC your first listen. And then when you're done here, as I talked about, head on over, check out the Locked on Pac-12 with your host, Spencer McLaughlin, and Locked on Big Ten with your host, Nate Dickinson, because that will be USC's new home in a couple of years, the Big Ten. Here we come. I'll be back again with another episode tomorrow. Locked on USC is with you five days a week. We appreciate you being here. So until then, everyone, fight on.